This is the Outback Way podcast, proudly sponsored by our HEMA Guidebook and Atlas. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. I am Helen Lewis. Buckle up as we take you on Australia's longest shortcut, a journey through the heart of Australia. Thank you for joining today's podcast. It is a question and answer session that we held with Facebook Live on the 20th of May, 2020. It answers questions that we were asked through our social media platforms. We hope it helps you with planning your trip and getting ready to travel the Outback Way, Australia's longest shortcut, and do your journey through the heart of Australia when we can, when the borders open. Thanks for your company and thanks for those questions that were provided. Please keep an eye out on our Facebook page for the next Q&A Live Facebook question and answer session that we will be hosting in the coming months. If there's anything we can help with in regards to planning your trip, please let us know at info at outbackway.org.au. Many thanks and I hope you enjoy this episode. Cheers for now. Welcome to the Outback Way live Q&A session and I'm here available to answer questions about your trips, your planning and anything that you require. So if you can just put a comment up, uh, that would be uh, excellent. And we will uh, go from there. I'll go through a few questions that we've already received and uh, so that we pe- people can uh, have a listen to that later. Right, I, I might get started because we've got um, around that 17 to 18 people listening, so that's terrific, and viewing, so great stuff. So um, I guess, first of all, we had some questions that came in and uh, I will uh, cover that uh, cover that one earlier that Carol put up about the the road between the Northern Territory and Laverton and, uh, you know, has been known in history as horrendous. It has improved a lot and the regular grading that is happening both from the Western Australia end and Northern Territory now have really started to put some commitment on that, on that road. And so we're having, uh, they've sealed the floodways and, uh, and then they've also sealed from the Docker River to the border, which is about seven Ks and they're sealing out from Katajuda National Park out to the, to the west. So that road's gradually being sealed and they have actually tried to upgrade the sections that are in the worst condition um, around those floodways. So they've taken them out beyond the floodways to about, you know, K each way. So there's some opportunity. It is improving and I think it's probably more on the maintenance radar now. But again, it's like quite a few of the questions is, you know, how do we know when the road conditions are and how do we get an update? The best way to do that is to contact the local shires because, you know, there could be a rain event that comes through, isolated rain event that can take out, you know, can sort of close the road for a day and then, uh, and we don't, we, we may not know about it. I do try and watch the weather map, but it's hard to know where all the weather patterns are and what the effects are having along the entire outback way because it is 2,700 k's. So best place to start to find out about the road conditions is the local shires. So for the shires along the outback way, you're looking at the Shire of Laverton in Western Australia, Shire of Nanajaraku in Western Australia, the Alice Springs Town Council, well, it's all sealed between Uluru right through to Hearts Range. So you're probably better off uh, talking, looking at the main roads department or the Tran- Department of Transport and Main Roads in, in Northern Territory 
to actually get some details about the Plenty Highway. And then you can actually contact the Bullia. And Bullia also will actually know whether or not the road between Bullia and Alice is closed or not, either particularly on the Queensland end. And also then you've got the Winton Shah that can help you. But the Winton is also sealed. From Bullia to Winton is sealed. And so that uh, that will actually provide you they, they can provide you though because there are some channels and there are some areas that you know can get flooded so it is best to, you can actually call Winton and just find out if that's open or not and Bully will also be able to tell you uh, whether the Bully to Winton road is open so there is a really a concerted effort to grade the gravel the remaining gravel from all the jurisdictions and the councils along the entire outback way which is an extraordinary effort given the isolation I know that Western Australia Laverton Shire has full-time grading to the border and back and um, you know some teams of people grading so it, but it takes a while to get to the other end of course and of course it just depends when you travel some people travel and it's amazing and some people have a horrendous trip so because of the gravel or because of the corrugations and things like that uh, so that's that information about the I guess the road conditions about the areas of seal uh, so at the moment um, I think actually this week or beginning of next week uh, 40 kilometers will be started to be sealed from Laverton east so if you're heading from Western Australia at some point in the future they will be sealing 40 kilometers then there's a 50 kilometer seal section between just on the western side of the Laverton Shire boundary back towards Laverton. So on that, then there's 50 kilometres that have been that was sealed two years ago, and so that's a pretty pretty uh, exceptional piece of bitumen. And then there's also seal around each of the roadhouses. Each of the roadhouses have got some seal and some bitumen. And the next bit of seal then though is then through to the border of the Northern Territory. So heading from the west to the Northern Territory, uh, you'll have seal from the Northern Territory border through Docker River, which is about seven k's. And then you'll find the sealed floodways, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, once you hit just west of uh, Katajuda uh, and the National Park, you'll have about 18 to 20 k's of seal there and going into the National Park. Then it is actually sealed all the way to 20 kilometres past Hearts Range, northeast of Alice Springs. So you'll go all the way through Alice up to the Plenty Highway turnoff and it's then sealed all the way then to the to just past Hearts Range and a further 20 kilometres will be sealed uh, this year. So in the Territory, 45 kilometres will be sealed this year. And then it's uh, gravel all the way through to about 100 and 160 k's out of Bullia uh, and then you'll hit seal again because they have only got 90 kilometres left to seal to do from Bullia to Tobermory. So we're, we're, we're closing the seal in, but they're the sections at the moment and Bullia will do about 10 k's to 10, 10 to 20 k's a year depending on, on the funding flow. So that's where the, the seal is at at the moment. We do have funding flowing through to actually seal up to, so we'll only have, currently we've got about 1,300 kilometres to go out of the 2,700. After we've spent the current funding, there will be about 900 kilometres to seal. So that's where, where we're progressing down with the money, um, you know, through the sealing program. Uh, so that's a, you know, it'll be a good, it'll be a big change when we have that additional 400 kilometres sealed over the next two or three years as the funding rolls out. 
The other questions is about uh, permits and, and and actually what I'll do is I'll also just cover off on the the border closures because I know that's going to cramp people's style immensely. Uh, the what we've got at the moment is Queensland borders are closed uh, and then Northern Territory, I think, have, uh, I'm not quite sure what they're up to, but because Queensland and WA borders have both been closed, then Northern Territory is obviously closed as well. So I think that's a bit of watch this space because I think that's a moving feast um, in the next few weeks. I think we're going to see some pressure put on Queensland, particularly to open up. Um, there were some comments in the paper yesterday in Queensland about Queensland letting in people from New South Australia, but not New South Wales. Um, don't know how that works. Anyway, we need to just just wait and see in regards to the opening of the borders. I, I guess the big thing is is that they are concerned about the Indigenous communities and, of course, uh, particularly in Western Australia, we've, we've got significant, quite a few Indigenous communities in the Western deserts in Western Australia that are quite susceptible and they actually all want to make sure they're as well protected as possible. Uh, so that's uh, that's what we we just have to wait and see and respect the um I guess that you know we have to just do what do what we're um, able to do when we're able to do it. So unfortunately, there's uh, that that I know that's going to cramp some style. But meanwhile, I guess uh, we can. Oh, we'll go on later to talk about what you can do in each of your regions and and each of the states within the regions of the Outback Way, so that we can support and start bolstering the tourism sector uh, in our own regions and, and local areas. So the permit situation, so yes, they are required from the Western Australia arm, so, but they are actually quite accessible. I don't know if they've, I don't believe that they've, uh, because the road, because the border is closed, I don't think they've actually allowing permits to be issued at the moment. I think you need to get that special consent to travel still. So they will come on board, but when in a normal situation, the permits are required for the Western Desert. So they are from the, the Nanajara Lands Council. And in between Docker River and Uluru, uh, that's a permit to, permitted road, and that is through the Central Land Council. On our website, we've got the links to the permits, and if under plan your trip, you've got permits, uh, and so you can actually easily get the get download the the links, and you just click on the link, and it takes you to the form. It's free, and also it is quite quick. They usually around a 24, 48 hour turnaround. And also just keep it on your phone or, you know, in your emails on your phone. You don't have to print it out and show it to anyone. It's really just to have. And also just to be mindful. And I know there's been commentary about how annoying and, you know, it's a, it's a state funded road and, and that we should have access and things like that. We're actually finding it very valuable in regards to number counts. So, um, if people get permits, then we actually add that to our data to, in, to encourage further development of the road. So it is of, of use to actually putting weight onto our case to improving and upgrading the road to connect Australia. So that's how we're uh, working on that one. The best time of year to travel is really from uh, March to November. Uh, and I guess, you know, with vehicles now, air conditioning and uh, long-range fuel tanks and things. And that's the other thing, fuel tanks. It's, it's actually quite easy to uh, fill up. The biggest distance is like 260 kilometers of fuel. So it's not a long way to actually get fuel and, uh, and you can easily do it. And usually at roadhouses, there's a bed and there's some food or you can camp. So you can actually do the trip pretty easily and it makes, uh, makes it, it's, it's not a difficult trip and they do, certainly don't have to worry about having access to fuel. 
On the odd occasion, there is a fuel supply issue um, if the road's been out or whatever, but if fuel trucks aren't travelling, well, um, mostly cars aren't travelling either. So, But, yeah, so just be mindful that occasionally you might get stuck somewhere because the fuel hasn't been able to get in for whatever reason. But otherwise, it's a uh, it's very much an easy trip and there's lots of fuel stops. So the best time of year is, yeah, as I said, February to November and it really, uh, sorry, March to November and it's the best time of the year in regards to weather and climate. Um, it can get a bit cool in the centre around June, July. It's genuine desert weather. So maybe be mindful if you're camping, you will need some uh, warmer bedding. But um, otherwise, it's um, it's pretty spectacular. And the, and what's beautiful is the skies are so clear and and open, and it's crystal clear, and it's it, it is magic being out there at that time of year. So uh, the dogs taking dogs on the outback way. So yes, you can take your dogs. However, it is obviously recommended that you have them in your car or caravan when you are sleeping uh, and you're in the in the caravan park because there are camp dogs um, from in more of the isolated like Warburton and Warakurna and, and those areas. So just be mindful. My understanding is I haven't heard of much 1080 baiting going on. I, I That has never been raised as an issue or commented on. So my understanding, I don't think that's a huge um, aspect that you need to be worried about. But yes, so de- definitely you can take your dogs, but you just need to be mindful that it is best to keep them in the vehicle or in the caravan if you are going to camp. And also when you get to Warburton and Warakurna, or Warakurna particular, sorry, Warburton particularly, there's a, a compound behind the roadhouse that you would camp in. Um, so there is a fence. However, then there's other dogs there as well. So, but just be mindful that it's, um, you need to keep the dogs um, contained or chained up so that you can control them so that uh, they, they're not running loose. The other thing I wanted to, to talk about was the new brochure we're doing. We are doing a new brochure and we're also doing a new travel journal. So that's coming out in the next few months, but I think um, it has been delayed somewhat with the current COVID situation, but we will be working on and releasing a new travel journal. It's going to be more of a, a it, we'll have a guidebook as well. So the guidebook's still going to be available um, and it's far more detailed. The travel journal is probably going to be a little light, like lighter, but um updated evergreen and it's going to have QR codes in it so that you're going to be able to scan the QR code when you're in signal and then get the updated information so we're trying to make the travel journal as evergreen as possible so that it doesn't go out of date and for details about times of openings and services available and things it's best to scan the QR code and actually that'll take you to the website that will the web page relevant web page for that area and uh, we're trying to also which will give you the information that you're needing, the more detailed information. We're also trying to link the travel journal in with the app. So we also have an app that uh, some people may know about and some people don't, and that app is a is a, is broken into 10 tours. And so we're writing the travel journal in line with those 10 tours, which is the 10 sections of the Outback Way from west to east. So that's all things. I'll just scan through these questions. And I'll just, um, that's good. Um, we've got a, uh, yeah, the, there's quite a bit of sealing going on in Western Australia. Yes, it's certainly starting in earnest from Laverton out um, in the coming weeks. I know, and people's travel plans have actually been altered because of the, the border crossings closures. And I know it's, um, it's been very, it's been a very hard time and a bit of a big change for us all. 
Yeah, so it is a big public infrastructure project, which is uh, which is excellent, and it is certainly nation building. And and part of that is we have just finished our submission to the Infrastructure Australia as a case for to be on a priority list. And the it is you know it being gravel is actually costing the Australian economy thirty million dollars a year just by because of the inefficiencies for the mining and pastoral and tourism and also the social benefits, but even just the cost of upgrading the gravel road. So the gravel road in itself, the costs have escalated like 70% in the last 10 years just to maintain gravel. So the cost is extraordinary. Once we actually, and certainly bitumen is too, but you have a 10-year Ten year, a ten year lifespan on on a, on some bitumen, and as long as it's planned for for the maintenance of that, then it's it's much it's sort of a a, a more cost effective option really um, than this continual spending money and then it being washed out and then spending my money and being washed out. So that's what we're trying to do is just secure and make this a reliable all weather you know all conditions road for the for Australia but also obviously for the people and industries that are trying to grow and and develop throughout central Australia. So the uh, uh when open yeah so they so when it's open the permits are easy to obtain yeah usually yep. Thank you. Muzzles, yep, that's terrific. Anything that you can do to control your dog and have the muzzles and, and the chains and things like that so that they can um, they can be with you but um, they're not free to roam. I think that's the best policy. Yeah, so thank you for raising the geocaching trail. So we have got world's longest geocache and geocaching is like a treasure hunt. So you can actually, uh, they're little lunch boxes and uh, you can uh, actually have you put a trinket in and take it out, but we have got the coordinates on the website and you download the coordinates and then you use your handheld GPS to go and find the box to actually make a note uh, in the notebook in the box or you can put a trinket in and take a trinket out. So you can also register with geocache.com and it's just a bit of fun. There's about 54 little lunch boxes planted along the entire Outback Way that you can find. And so travelling with kids, it's sometimes a really good activity for them to get involved in. The... Uh, um, oh, yeah, the phone reception on the Outback Way. So, yeah, so it's interesting because the, each of the towns, although isolated, actually have uh, mobile coverage. So uh, Jukula Roadhouse, Warburton, Warakurna, uh, Docker River, and then you'll get to Yalara, which obviously has. So they're the most isolated areas. There, there is quite a large gap between Gemtree. Hearts Range does have some mobile coverage, but then there's a f- large gap between Hearts Range and then Bullia. Uh, what we are doing this year is we're actually installing the Outback Way Art Gallery, which is a project we have funded through the Building Better Regions Fund, and where we are showcasing 20, uh, 28 artworks from across the Outback Way from all the communities, and we're putting them, installing them in very large billboards. And in addition to that, we're actually putting in two uh, hotspot Wi-Fi units, which means that they actually sit on the edge of the t- of of the phone signal, current phone signal, and you'll be able to put your phone on the cradle on those hotspots and actually get signal and be able to either you know obviously it's in regards to promoting the outdoor art gallery, but you could then actually download or update um, anything you need because it actually will give you enough signal to use your phone to contact people for safety and or um, promote where you are and what you're doing and share share your likes and 
and share what's happening on your trip. But they'll all be two hotspots. So it'll be near Gemtree. It'll just be uh, near Gemtree and on the Plenty. And then it'll also be further, just out, just further east of Hearts Range. So they're sort of the, the signal areas that we will be installing those two mo- like hotspot boosters, basically. They boost the signal from the very edge of the signal just a little bit further out so that people can, um, so we can take, get signal a little bit further. But you do need to be at the hotspot to actually get that signal. Um, so you'll need to stop and, and actually put your phone on the cradle. But it is of some benefit to people um, if you want to get out and, and share where you are in the middle of Australia. So that's um, so most of the towns do have signal of some sort and there is optic fiber, fiber laid all the way to Docker River, so on the Western Australian side. So the services there are, so if you, you know, if you wanted to, you can actually access the internet and phone coverage. Certainly there's some sections that are better than others, but there's, but there is a signal, uh, to speak of in most of those uh, roadhouses. Uh, so just going through these questions. Yeah. So that's right. So it is pretty poor through the Northern Territory. And that's why we're trying to put those boosters in just to help that along a bit because it is a bit isolated. I think Tobermory, you can get signal as well because there is a roadhouse, there is a station there. So I think they do have some facility. And where do we buy the guidebook? So you can buy it online, www.outbackway.org.au. You can buy the guidebook and the geocache kits are also available there. And uh, we can, uh, yeah, so that's that's the best place at the moment. And they are through the, um, or currently all our guidebooks uh, are stored with Winton at the Winton uh, Walsing Matilda Centre, Visitor Information Centre. So people, whenever you order, that's where they're coming from. They're coming from Winton. Uh, and so please allow some time. And, of course, our post at the moment is a bit slow. So please be, um, particularly if you're in Western Australia, it takes probably two and a half weeks to get to you, uh, which is a shame. But, unfortunately, that's uh, that's the lag time at the moment. So how much of the road is bitumen? So about 13, 1,300 kilometres is bitumen. And by the time we finish the funding we've got available at the moment, it'll be about 900. Um, sorry. <laughs> it's Yeah, so we'll have 900 to go. So so we've got, sorry, we've got 1,300 gravel. We'll have 900 uh, left to seal after that funding is um, done. So we're, we're getting there in regards to the, the sealing of it at the moment. At the moment there is about, there's, there is uh, 1,400 kilometres sealed and um, that will uh, that will go down to we're getting that improving every year. Every year we're improving that by about 100 k's. Beginning of July, uh, yes, okay, yes. So people are planning. I know it's just been it's hard to know when we'll be able to move across the borders. So travel permits I, I mentioned. So uh, I think that's regards to the permits. They're pretty easy to get. So... Good. Excellent. So yeah, that's good. So does anyone have any other questions? I guess, uh, I was also quite keen to talk about Winton and Bullia and, uh, and what's available around there. So if you are actually waiting for the borders to come, but you want to hang out in Western Queensland and outback Queensland for a little while, there's just so much to see around Winton with the age of dinosaurs. And there's a whole new building going in there that looks pretty exciting. And there's also the Walsing Matilda Centre, which is fantastic, along with La Quarry. There's opals to look at. There's, uh, there's enormous amounts of, uh, there's national parks. Uh, so there's, there's more than enough to do around the Winton area to, uh, keep you, keep you entertained for some time and really to immerse yourself in these regions. And Bullia has a new historic complex, the historic complex with a, a full-size plesiosaurus, which is the, uh, you know, inland sea 
dinosaurs and fossils, uh, whereas Winton has the land fossils. So that's an extraordinary story of the uh, prehistoric history of the Australian landmass. Um, and then when you get to Alice, you have the uh, excellent show in um, the large herbivores, the megafauna central in the Alice Springs Todd Mall building that actually allows people to uh, see all the, the big megafauna, like the big wombats that used to graze. So you move from really ancient right through the, the inland sea right out to the, the megafaunas. So the dinosaur story on the Outback Way is uh, is a great one for people to follow if that's what you're interested in. And then around Bullia, they've also got a great uh, recreation centre. They've uh, and they've, of course the the Min Min encounter is uh, very uh, quirky and really worth um, worth having a look at and seeing because it's uh, it's it it certainly uh, supports the notion that the Min Min you don't get to choose when you see the Min Min light it chooses you. So it's a uh, it's a very uh, a very quirky exhibition and uh, worth seeing. It's good. Okay, so uh, when you talk distance of ceiling, is this WA to Queensland? Yes, that's right. So it's all the way. So out of the 2,700 Ks, we have we have 1,300 kilometres to seal. So 1,400 is sealed and we've got 1,300 to seal. We're sealing that now. There'll be 900 after we finish this current funding. Great. And... Um, We'll, yes, we'll be able to watch a replay. We'll, we'll have this down available, uh, and it'll be available on, um, the Facebook and, uh, we can, yeah, we'll be able to watch a replay. And we'll probably also put the audio into a podcast for you as well. So if you, uh, don't want to watch, you could actually listen to it on our podcast as well. So we do have a podcast. If you want to go to a podcast, uh, platform, either podcast one or podcast, um, I use Podbean. You can download the Outback Way podcast and we've got two years of um, episodes of various information and speaking to the characters along the Outback Way and all they have to offer and offering their, their personalities um, to colour the Outback and the entire journey through the heart of Australia. So yeah, and then of course, if we, uh, we actually look at, um, Northern Territory. So that's where Queensland, Western Queensland's got a lot to offer. Northern Territory, Central Australia has enormous amounts to offer throughout all its ranges and, and people who are now in the Northern Territory and are sort of traveling, but have found themselves, um, staying in there. No doubt you've, um, uh, explored the center well and truly. And I think also really importantly, although the, um, although we can't climb Uluru anymore, there's just so many things to do around Uluru and, uh, and, and various alternatives. So I think there's, there's probably at least three or four days worth of, uh, walks and, and experiences to have in the center. And we've, and it's definitely the eastern, eastern maps are probably the most undiscovered at the moment. And I think it would be really great to, to for people to, to think about the Eastern Max, uh, as, as worth exploring and the Trofina Gorge. And you can go out to Ross River and then you can even do a loop. If you've got a four wheel drive, you can do a loop back onto the Plenty. You can go up the Bins track. There's enormous amounts of off-road driving to be done in that Eastern Max area. And you just go to the Visitor Information Centre in the Alice Springs Todd Mall and chat to those guys about what's available and, and where to go and have a look at in the Northern Territory and, and Central Australia. And then, of course, also Central Australia, they've got the Desert Park, they've got Olive Pink Garden, Botanical Gardens. There's the um, School of the Air. There's the Flying Museum, there's the uh, RFDS Museum. There's just enormous amounts of attractions to go and have a look and, and they're very easily found through the Visitor Information Centre. So I'd really recommend checking out the Visitor Information Centre and uh, looking at what your interests are. And um, But there's certainly the East and the West Max 
Going out to Hearts, um, going out to Hearts Range and having a look. You can actually, you, know, you can still travel in in the area a little bit um, out of town or Gemtree. You probably could get to Gemtree at least, and that that would be a great exper- experience because they've got opal. You can do some, uh, go and find some opals, and then they even have a, a a jeweler on site that can actually set the opals for you if you find any. So, or or pick one from the shop. So, it's also a great experience. And then further. Further west in Western Australia, there's uh, Warwick Herner and Warburton both have great art galleries and uh, art, art experiences. Docker River also has an art gallery. And the Docker River campground actually is um, pretty special now. It's got really groovy new toilets and facilities uh, with hot water and uh, and um, very nice uh, loos and ablution blocks. So um, it's a beautiful campground. It's under the pine trees and uh, the she-oaks, and it's amazing how much cooler they are and the sound they make, that, that whispering of the she-oaks is, is a lovely place to camp. And then Warrakerna and then Warburton are both have art galleries. Warrakerna's also got the Giles Weather Station, which is also a great interest. It's an interesting place, and you can see the weather balloon launched every day uh, at eight fifteen, I think it is. But the roadhouse would be able to tell you the details of the time. But uh, and it's an automation now, and uh, it, a, a white balloon goes up into the atmosphere to do some measuring for the weather and uh, sends back the details to the computers, and and that provides the weather for Central Australia um, in in that isolated area of Central of, of Australia. So it's pretty extraordinary. The uh, I think. The other area uh, in Central Australia is, while I go back, is Curtin Springs is a very exciting place in regards to its paper tours. You can make some paper. They're making jewellery and artwork out of the paper. You can do station walks. You could actually stay there for a week and not uh, and uh, not run out of things to do. So I think that'd be a, a really great place to definitely go and have a look at. And then there's the Kark Indigenous Experience, just opposite the opposite Kings Creek station towards Kings Canyon another excellent excellent tourism attraction and and experience worth doing uh, the Kark uh, indigenous experience is is so hands-on you get to eat witchetty grubs and uh, and honey ants and understand the equipment it's so authentic uh, of central Australian indigenous culture so it's a really I would really recommend that uh, and then you can in further into Western Australia, of course, we um, we get to Jukula Roadhouse, which is renowned for its burgers and uh, and some pretty good tucker. And then on and, and they're actually developing some really interesting things. They've got some caves out the back that you can go and actually tour, and they've got all this indigenous artwork in these caves. You must see the roadhouse to have access. Um, and they're also collecting artwork from the Blackstone community um, and putting their beadwork and the artwork in the roadhouse now. So that's a huge development for the Tukula Roadhouse, which will be worth having a look at. And again, it just allows you to stay another night or two and actually you know discover and, and explore those caves, which sound awesome. So I'm looking forward to doing that when we're next over there. The uh, And, of course, then we get to Laverton, which has really uh, flourished in regards to its tourism opportunities, its beautiful main street. It's now got a beautiful aquatic facility. Um, it's opened up its old police station to all the history of Laverton. And, of course, the great beyond in, in Laverton is awesome to see. So if you're in Western Australia and you can travel within your boundaries and your borders, I really recommend going out to Laverton. Caravan Park's great. There's a variety of accommodation. Uh, and then there is quite a lot to see at Laverton to, you know, to take up at least a couple of days to, to have a big, 
good look around. So the attractions along the Outback Way are, are still are really welcoming and really keen to see everyone, you know, and obviously when we can travel, that'll be excellent. But in the meantime, if you can just see your local areas and if you are in, in Central Australia, I really recommend just really immersing yourself and, and, and uh, supporting the operators that are out there and all the uh, opportunities that exist. So it's good. And um, just wanting to know if there's any any other questions at all people had. Oh, great. Yes, I know. Stuck in Brisbane. Yes, I can appreciate that. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's a, uh, it, it will come. It'll, we'll be, we'll be able to travel hopefully in the next few months. So that'll be a good thing. Um, and it's actually going to be a perfect time of year anyway. So um, it won't make um, a huge amount of difference ultimately. At least we're, we're, we're certainly at a good time. Great. Well, thank you very much, everyone. I think we might um, wrap it up if no one's got anything else burning. I think um, it's been really good to be doing this and um, please leave your feedback and let us know what you think. And um, I think we could probably do this on a regular basis so people can find out more about and just have their questions answered so that people feel confident and, and happy to travel. Very happy, happy to field as many questions. So thanks very much for all your input and comments. It's been great. Very good. All right. Cheers, everyone. You stay safe and um, please keep interacting and uh, happy to answer questions about your planned trip. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Outback Way podcast. The show notes will be on our website at outbackway.org.au. If you are enjoying our podcast, please leave us a review. And if you're really enjoying our podcast, you may like to become a contributor through our Outback Way store for $5.00 you can help with the production of our podcast. Please stay in touch. We'd really love to hear your stories. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Outback Way One. And finally, thanks to Perk Digital for producing our podcast, making your journey through the heart of Australia on Australia's longest shortcut easier. Please travel safely. The Outback Way podcast is all about your trip. We're really trying to make it easier for you and give you valuable information to make it more enjoyable. So we'd love your feedback. Send your questions, comments and travel stories to info at outbackway.org.au and if you share your story, we may even feature you on this podcast. Thank you for joining us through the heart of Australia on Australia's Longest Shortcut. Cheers for now.